0: Uh Mike Check, Kirsten. Hi. <laughs>
1: Sorry. That's the best mic check of all
0: time, like that. I'm never gonna ask you anything again in this room because it just it just fails every single time. Thank you. Are we ready? What's your favorite color, Kirsten? Green. Hi. Green. Me too. <laughs> it's <good for> <laughs> Today on the Geekout podcast, the US Navy is taking touchscreens out of some of their fleet.
1: Kevin Smith is taking his new movie on tour to little indie theaters including one in Vancouver.
2: Kevin Feige dreamed up a horrible scenario for Endgame. Kind
3: of wish I saw it. And Disney is apparently unimpressed with new mutants, but we still want to see it.
1: How's I'm going to Galaxy's Edge?
3: <laughs> Nerdy is the new sexy.
1: Let's go to Bay be- the
0: Zone's Geek Out, the podcast. Alright, it's the Geek Out Podcast. Uh, Episode 46, August 15th, 2019. I'm Webmeister Bud. Uh what do I say?
3: I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan DJs in the morning zone! Hi, I'm DJ Boy Tano. You can hear me every weekday afternoon in the afternoon zone. Afternoon, I'm going to say afternoon five more times before <laughs> I pass it off to Art. And uh, I do a show called The Mixtape. It's in the afternoon. Afternoon, 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 afternoon,
0: I'm Paul Fasuno. I host that Afternoon Zone is what he would usually say, but he's not here. Art? Yet he's still interrupting me. No, <laughs>
1: <he's not here. laughs> no but well, I noticed when I was not here last week, no one did my thing.
0: Yeah, because what's your thing, Kirsten? I'm Kirsten
2: James. Yeah, but Find me on... Yeah, the nobody internet. did us. A... Nobody
1: did... I'm
0: <laughs> just
2: kidding, Paul. You don't You don't interrupt me.
1: Nobody did a sound effect.
2: Uh, my name is Art Aronson. I'm a reporter here for the Q in the Zone. Interrupt! Sorry.
1: <laughs> and I get
2: interrupted once in a while. That's it. Let's do this. Kirsten?
1: Thank you. <laughs> you were waiting for a handoff. Yeah. I love it. I didn't want to interrupt him. <sighs> I'm Hilarious. Kirsten James. I'm on the weekend zone. <laughs>
0: This week on Buzz Weekly Geek Out, the U.S. Navy's fleet of DDG-51 destroyers will be converted from a pair of touchscreens back to traditional helm controls and physical throttles. Have the setup as it is now has a physical steering wheel, but on either side of it, there is a, there's a touchscreen on either side, and this can handle the throttling, and, uh, and it, can, it can act as a backup steering thingy. But it's all touchscreens, and touchscreens are great. Technology is great, but sometimes maybe it just goes a bit too far. And Until somebody gets killed. <laughs> Until 10 people get killed. What? The USS John McCain uh, collided with the tanker Alnick MC in the Singapore Strait in 2017, and 10 sailors were killed. 48 more were injured, and there was over 100 million United States dollars in damage to the thing. And this is definitely the main reason, that and a bunch of, you know, surveys of the sailors, where they're like, bring back the physical controls, uh, that we're getting rid of the touchscreens in the ships. Hmm. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, touch screens are cool, but I mean, if it's not working out, this is that's at the stake thing. here. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I
2: picture going under siege. You <laughs> seen the movie Under Siege and they have like all the levers and stuff. There was I, I,
1: hmm. I picture Down Periscope. Oh, that's a much better.
3: I picture Red Dawn. No, that
0: wasn't what? That's even. Uh, that's I, a really. I old picture Dust
1: Boots.
3: Picture anything? I when I was um, when I first got into radio, uh, I was doing a board opping shift. And the console that we're using to play the music is now touchscreens nowadays. And during the shift I was board the announcer was doing their uh, remote cut-in. For a paid client, and I accident I sneezed, and a oh. bit of my spit went onto the screen, and then started firing off all. That's these exactly. Volumes, uh, and yeah.
1: then ten people died. And then ten people died. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I should so. not be laughing. I was just like, "That's a Jeez, yeah.
1: They ten should. people died. <laughs> 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 We're
2: really making light of this. <laughs> really light of this. Oh. It's it is, out it here. is
1: weird, though. Like, I mean, they should have a, a different backup. Like, I'm surprised that they wouldn't have physical controls. And the touch screen, because we can even, you can still click our radio controls.
0: And here's the thing, they did. They had full control the whole time. It's just that because of the convolutedness of the system, they didn't think they had it. Uh, And that's where the panic went in, and that's why they collided. I was going to say, how exactly did this happen?
2: Touch screen. I don't get it. I just don't. Do you know? Have you looked into it?
0: I, I have, and there was so much to it that I opted not to even get into it in my Giga because it got very, very complicated. There's like a minute-by-minute breakdown of what happened. And it's basically... It's basically... It was operator error conf- caused by a convoluted system to begin with. Right. The control was never out of their hands, apparently. and um, But the, pa- the panic of it all happening and thinking that they didn't have the controls in their hands. And one thruster went higher than the other. And it was... Yeah, like I said, there was a lot to it. Um... And they're blaming it on technology. But if you go to the zone.fm slash geeka and you click on the link to the article, it explains it there. I'll do it. Everybody should do that. Everybody should do that. Please, that'd be great. Um, yeah, this is a really light Kushi, We might not be here in your ears for too, too long. In the, in the coming soon section, there's just one thing. There was this very heavily edited together sizzle reel of what's coming up on HBO this year and next, and we saw teensy-weensy snippets from His Dark Materials, Watchmen, Westworld, and a whole bunch of other shows that I didn't keep track of. Um, but I am still very hyped for
1: His Dark Materials and Watchmen. HBO is still like, please don't cancel us.
0: Exactly. That's
2: We're exactly definitely what
1: you're still worth the $20, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, no Game of Thrones now. I, I, when I watched that snippet... the uh the scissor reel whatever that is sizzle calling it yeah, sizzle. Sizzle.
0: sizzle although a scissor reel would be pretty crazy. sizzle sizzle reel they cut it up with scissors anyway. I Just
2: all like all the big actors like ben mendelson has a show there and yeah they just, did line up quite yeah. a lot yeah i A-listers. was like yeah like these are some a-list actors uh doing miniseries on hbo it's pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, still haven't watched westworld damn it
0: oh damn it uh, so you want to
2: I do. Okay. I, I'm like halfway through the first season. I just keep forgetting that it's there, waiting, <laughs> waiting for me. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, His Dark Materials, uh, I've been looking at I know you're really excited about that. But am, why are certainly. you really excited about that?
0: I mean, I'm a, I'm a terrible reader, but that is those three books are like my top favorite books. Really? And then Harry Potter and then a bunch of Stephen King that I read, and I'm not really much of a good reader. But I have read... Or listen to the audiobook versions of those books, the the whole series, uh, five six times maybe at least. I'm going through it again with my kid right now. Um, I don't know. I love the world. I love the plausibility of it, and I love just the idea of wearing your soul as a physical entity beside you, which is their daemons their little the little they're they're familiars, their spirit animals, as right? Yeah. Battle you know?
1: polar bears. Oh, also,
0: yes, armored bears. There's
1: armored
0: bears. Oh, armored man. bears. Yeah, that do battle. It is, yeah. And that angle is so, oh, man. And Lyra's such a great character, like, ugh. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I am excited. But again, I get it. If you're, if you don't, if you're not in the world, I don't know I'm nothing. not sure what from these trailers, and you mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Kirsten, is going to draw you in. Yeah, exactly. I'm
2: trying There's to... the little
1: il- kid from Logan.
0: Well, there is oh, Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: She's yeah. the
1: main actor. Daphne
2: Keene. So- right. Uh, and you got, uh, uh, what's his face there? McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. So he's 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 big star power for that. Uh, I'm just I just need something else to t- bring me in there. I mean, it's a cool title. <laughs> His Dark Materials, like that's that's cool. Well, I'm glad to like the title. That's yeah. cool. That's, that's it. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm I'm just looking for a reason to watch that show. That's why.
0: Uh, that's why I ask you,
2: but because well, I know you're very it's excited. A good about good
1: thing it. that you're on a geeky podcast. That will probably give you reason.
0: When it starts, (laughs) I will come in and I will hopefully be like buzzing and jumping, and then maybe that enthusiasm will rub off.
2: Yeah, I was just trying to coax it out of you, and uh, you did a decent job there.
0: (laughs) Yay, that's good. I just
2: wonder if anybody else had anything else to say about his dark materials. You've read it, right, Kirsten? Mm -hmm. Really? You've read it? No, I have not. So there you go. You think it's worth making it a TV show?
1: Yeah. Kristen? Yeah. Do I? Uh, it's, uh, it was too bad that the movie did not do very well.
0: Oh, there was a movie.
2: Yeah, oh, the yeah, one see? with uh,
1: Nicole Kidman in it.
0: And Daniel Craig. Oh. yeah. The Golden
1: Compass. It was called The Golden Compass. Oh. Yeah. And it looked pretty
0: great, but it just did not deliver. And I, it was a shame because I really wanted for that to work. And that made me really sad to think that, oh, man, because this movie failed, they're not going to take another kick at the can at this. But they did, and I'm very happy.
1: I that's, like it when I, I, f- I find that books, especially series of books, translate really well into miniseries. Like, that just makes sense. Like, I would much rather see a series of books as a television program than a movie. Because well, right. you can
3: develop characters a little bit more. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: And you you don't read a book and it takes place in a two-hour period. Yeah. yeah. You know, books are meant for like, miniseries. Oh, man, soldier. if there
1: was, like, a Harry Potter mini that's what the property HBO should have bought. Fuck, that would be so cool. Yeah
0: be a great next that. thing is yeah. there a movie out there
2: that you guys saw like you read the book and you're like this is just fantastic book fight and club. then you nope. watch oh. the movie and you're like this is a fucking piece of yeah, shit yeah
1: every fucking movie i think that's ever. most of them honestly the only, <laughs> the only movie that i have ever seen that has surpassed the book that i was like this is way better than the book is fight club
3: that wow book,
1: and i love chuck Palahniuk, but like that movie is fucking phenomenal and it it surpasses the book in every single way nice um but the other way it's the book's always better of it, course. Is, it always yeah. is because the, like bud said you can never like your favorite part of the book is likely going to be cut out so like in harry potter like they got rid of quidditch after like the third movie and like there's this whole thing where they win the quidditch world cup this old subplot um In The Prisoner of Azkaban, is it? Uh, Anyway, it doesn't matter. And and they totally fucking cut it out because there's other things going on. And, like, it was such a great plot point in the book, and it's gone. Um, Yeah,
0: books have no time. Movies have a time limit.
1: And, of course, like, it makes sense that they cut it out. Like, it it, it did, but, like, it was disappointing. Anyway.
2: I saw, okay, so I like the Clive Cussler books. I don't know if you guys have read Clive Cussler. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, he has, like, an action hero who's, like, James Bond. His, His name is Dirk Pitt. Oh wow! And anyway, they made yeah, I know, I'm I know, <laughs> I know. It sounds cheesy. It sounds cheesy. Does it? Yeah. But it's awesome. Serious. Like a porn star. <laughs> and anyway, they one of my favorite books by Clive Cussler was uh, Sahara, and they made a movie Matthew McConaughey. With Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, really? Dwight Schrute as well is in it. Hilarious. And that movie is such a piece of shit. <laughs> And I was like, "Wow, boy, did they ruin Dirk Pitt? Did they and did they ruin?
1: How would anyone have ever ruined Dirk Pitt? He <laughs> he's up. like, the he's success. like
2: James Bond. He's really, he's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, those names definitely are comparable. Yeah. James Anyways, Bond. anyway, just you talking Pitt. about that. Oh, oh,
2: hang on a second. Everyone. The lunch ladies at reception. The lunch lady is at reception.
0: Thanks, Mary. Although I have to say, this comes from a room of people who, you know, fanboy and fangirl over the the cinematic universe whose source material is is stuck on alliterative names. You know, Peter Parker here to pick up a passport, please. And you know, we're talking but about Dirk silly Pitt names. But Dirk Pitt isn't
1: like Dirk Dit. <laughs> Dirk <laughs>
0: Pitt. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Pitt. I was trying to help you out there, right? Thanks, no. man. Dirk. Dirk. Dirk Pitt. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Dirk Disney is apparently unimpressed with this new mutants movie that we talked about. I think just last week that we're all kind of curious to see, but doesn't look like it will see the light of day.
3: I'm also not very surprised because, like the the uh, status of the movie right now is that they've got to do a shit ton of reshoots for it. So yeah, and it, they shot this movie three years ago. Now you can take a tr- you can cut together a trailer and make any movie look good. You know, as, if, as long as you're using the right footage and you, you set the right tone in the trailer. But the movie could very well be bad, and it looks like uh, some people at Disney have screened it, and uh, they're not very impressed with it. And is this, sorry,
1: who owned this property?
3: This is this was Fox. Was this Fox. was supposed to actually come out, um, uh, in con- I guess, either before or after Dark Phoenix, but get, kept getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. It got pushed back because it was supposed, I think it was like February... 2017 that it was supposed to be released. Holy shit. Or something. Yeah. And then it got pushed back because of Deadpool 2 or maybe it was February 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh so then it got pushed back because of Deadpool 2. Um and then got pushed back uh more because Dark Phoenix was going through a bit of a dark time in terms of their production. <laughs> um and then I think they had set it for like April of next year of 2020. And then the, the Fox deal kind of solidified. Also, Dark Phoenix didn't do very well in hmm. the, uh, in theaters, lost them a shit ton of money. And now uh, Disney is looking at, you know, anything that Fox was going to do, we're probably just going to put to their stre- the streaming service. Or, you know, we're only going to green light a certain amount of things. I think they're going to green light a planet you know keep going with the planet of the apes stuff um obviously the avatar stuff anything that they know is going to make them money
1: how, like how bad do you think this movie is
3: I don't think it's bad i it just doesn't i don't think it'll stand up to all the other comic book properties that mm-hmm. are that are out there like well, the cast
1: is really good
3: the cast is great
1: which like to me like it's it's interesting that they're like i feel like because the cast is so good and because you have macy williams who's so hot right now and uh, what's his nuts from Stranger Things? Who's Charlie, so, Heaton. Charlie Heaton, who's so hot right now. Like I feel like them not taking the risk on this movie means it's really fucking bad. It could be,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, it could also be that like maybe just the way to protect like their MCU properties because this technically is the first comic book horror movie. Which is what Doctor Strange oh, is supposed to be. and that's interesting. Mm, oh, yeah. okay. But oh. that's not
1: due out till what, 2020 or 2021? Yeah.
0: No, but again, you don't want to set a bad tone for the future.
2: Yeah. From what I heard about this movie is it just doesn't have box office appeal. Hmm. And Fox is under huge pressure here after Dark Phoenix bombed. Like, they lost $170 million on that movie. <sighs> so
3: I, $170 million in total, probably the majority of which is from that movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy amounts of money lost, so uh this is I guess the last movie in production, obviously, before the merger mm-hmm. and uh Disney, of course, want to have their hands on this because the the mutants and x men they're a they're a huge part of the m c u
1: but I feel like dark Phoenix only failed because it was like. All of the reshoots and everything like that was so well known. Like, everybody, anybody Mm -hmm. that was a fan, knew about the reshoots, knew about like that the ending was changes, knew it was supposed to be a trilogy and that they had to like change it. Like, I don't know. That's the reason I didn't see it is because I'd heard all of the. Controversy, and I was like, I'll just wait for it to come out. Mm-hmm. So and they the really same... shot themselves in the foot with that.
3: Yeah, that, and then it seems like they're shooting themselves in the foot this time again with the same gun because they they're slated for reshoot for this. They've also changed the antagonist. Is what it is. What it seems mm-hmm. like. Apparently, the first. Uh, when this was first made, the antagonist was gonna be John Hamm playing Mr. Sinister. Oh,
1: and then they yeah, changed it to
3: like Antonio Banderas. Antonio mystery Banderas, like a mystery, role. playing a mystery. Yeah. yeah, playing a mystery antagonist. Mm. Um, so it's like you started the production, yet you can't figure out who your fucking antagonist is. Well, yeah. what's my you know what, Why do I want to see this in theaters? Mm-hmm. So I didn't see
2: Dark Phoenix because Apocalypse was so awful like I told myself I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the theater to see. And that's the trend yeah. of
3: X-Men movies. If you look yeah. at the trend of their box office numbers versus the the success and the review rating of the previous movie, um it ebbs and flows. So like after after or so X3 is it X3 or X-Men 3 the last stand, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, three. had big box office numbers because X2 was you know, it was a really, really good movie or it got high ratings on like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Um, and then after that, the what was it like Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine? It went down a little bit because The Last Stand sucked. And then after Wolverine was first class, and I think that was their lowest because... Wolverine didn't get a you know great right. reviews, right? And then I think the next one after that got a little bit better reviews because, or got better box office because the reviews for First Class, you know, was was really was good. good. Yeah, really good.
1: Well, it doesn't mean it's going to be a bad movie because the other movie when you guys were talking about this last week, the other movie that this happened to uh, was Cabin in the Woods. So they they right. filmed Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. You got um, Chris Hemsworth as lead, but they filmed this movie before Chris Hemsworth was was Thor. Yeah, because yeah.
0: it was a while before it came out, wasn't it?
1: It was. Yeah. So and then you have um, Cabin in the Woods is uh, um, Josh Wheaton like wrote yeah. it. Um, they they did it. The studio was like, no, we don't like this movie. This doesn't like. Have you guys all seen it? Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I it's so haven't. Novel. It's but so good. I really want to because I I hear it's amazing. It's
1: so good. And the studio, like it's it's interesting because it's it's a horror movie, but it's like a horror comedy. Yeah,
3: sort of? it's it's kind of like a satirical take on horror movies.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's it's very good. Like I definitely recommend uh to go to see it. Oh my god, it's so that merman But Anyway, um this movie got held back. The studio was like, nope, we don't want it. Like nobody's gonna fucking like this. Who the fuck's Chris Hemsworth, Josh Wheaton, whatever, go write Firefly again? Um and then <laughs> and then Thor and all the MCU stuff happened. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was, was bankable, and they were like, oh, we have this movie that he filmed, that he did, like, yeah. three years ago, and now he's such a hot property. Let's just release it and see what happens. Great. They did great movie. Kaboom, yeah. Did great numbers. Like, I, uh, I don't know where it is in here, but um, they definitely made their money back. Uh, yeah, the budget was $30 million, ended up making $70 million, Oh, so, man. Like... It, and th- that's just because they held it back. So that's why I'm wondering how shit this new mutants movie is because they have all these hot characters. And like if they're not putting it and out. And if they're, what they're not putting, especially now, if you're going to put a movie out with Maisie Williams in it, now, yes. now is the time. Like you don't, you don't want to wait on that.
2: And I wonder if Disney is putting want they want to put a little MCU in there, right? To 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 maybe bridge the gap between. Oh, to tie X-Men. the universes, yeah, tie the oh. universes together, and they could do that in reshoots, right?
3: Yeah, but Maybe. I
2: how, how do you how do you think the X Men are going to be introduced into the MCU? Because it's going to happen. I think
3: character by character. Yeah, yeah, I think it's you know you you have there's a storyline where you know Storm and Black Panther are a thing. Mm-hmm. You know you can you can make that uh, you know storyline in Black Panther three. Uh, there's a story the. The way Rogue actually ends up getting her powers or and her abilities to fly, she stole it from Captain Marvel. Right, right. We so all,
1: Scarlet Witch is like the daughter of Magneto. Of Magneto. So yeah. like that's an easy transition House of M. House of mm-hmm. M. Yeah.
2: Anyways, I maybe maybe that's going into it as well. Maybe not I don't know Speculating For,
3: for yeah For a uh, I think for like A property that was Put together or For a, a project That was put together Pre-MCU Or pre Sort of Disney takeover mm-hmm. For them to Try to shoehorn it Into uh, The MCU Would be a bad call And I don't think That's a call That Disney would make mm-hmm. And it's just When you're When you're thinking about it From a business perspective It's just like How much do you want To invest in this Because that's what They're asking themselves Right now They probably They new mutants They look like they're very unimpressed with it and for for them to release new mutants sort of under the disney umbrella but still the fox banner disney's still going to have to put money into marketing into all sorts of things so that so that they can actually do an okay job on this uh you know on you know making some box office numbers for this film
1: so maybe like you said like if they are going to release it right to streaming maybe it's a Disney Plus exclusive, and then it helps them. Like, I don't know who's gonna subscribe to Disney Plus for this, but maybe, right? And Disney has such
2: high standards now, all their movies are making a billion Mm dollars. All of them, their remakes are making fucking a billion dollars, so yeah.
0: More Avengers, uh, Kevin Feige detailed uh, a severed head scene from Avengers Endgame that they talked about that uh, quote-unquote was too bleak for theaters. Did you all read the article, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this is an interview with Empire Magazine and Kevin Feige says, one of the ideas was when they finished the time heist, they returned to a world in 2023 that Thanos had already conquered that involved all of that, the throne made of bones and skulls and had him tossing like a bowling ball Captain America's severed head still in the cowl to captain america and this is going captain america that just came back uh and it was pretty cool but the logic to get there defeated us
3: well because then they're back to back to the future time travel exactly. where it's like biff uh, is like the donald trump of that 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 reality
2: yeah and the whole and the whole it doesn't affect your past future all that whatever the hulk was saying like, they couldn't, they couldn't put that in, right?
0: Yeah, it would, it would uh, as you said, it would literally. Which
2: makes me, makes me, makes my head spin like, already, so yes. even thinking about it. It's so. also PG-13,
3: so if you have two severed heads, where you already have that <laughs> one severed head scene in, uh, in the beginning. Do you I, see it, his, right. uh,
1: his head come off, though, or do you just see him yeah, chop? Yeah, you, you, you see his do? head okay, come off, from, yeah. I have only, I am an eagle-eyed viewer who's, actually, no, I've seen it <laughs> twice, so never mind. <laughs> I'm not Art Aronson, who's seen it how many times now? Uh, three. Oh, no. Oh, that's no. not so bad. Brian?
3: Well many now, it's yeah, because it's
1: on legal. Well yeah, you say that, but didn't you also get a, a an illegal copy? No, I didn't end up editing this out, Kirsten James. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: I I don't know. I just think that would be kinda cool, honestly, to
0: have Thanos throw Captain America's own head. But it'd be How cool is that? Quite the visual. Quite yeah. the visual. But I, then how could he fight how could he fight himself and see America's ass with his own eyes later in the show? Yeah, they've, Maybe uh, the head rolled good. underneath Merton. Yeah. <laughs> you mur- gotta know. have a suspension
2: of disbelief here, right? Do you? As well. Yeah, okay. A yeah. little work. bit. Look who's talking with your suspension of disbelief.
0: <laughs> You're
2: overanalyzing of Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't overanalyze Hobbs and Shaw. I just thought it was fucking dumb. That's all I thought. But <laughs> well, you know, you gotta have a suspension of disbelief with these. Really no, crazy. I'm just saying we're talking about a universe where people fly and we're worried about you know, time Hobbs travel. and Shaw
1: <laughs> he has superpowers. They explained Fast it. Fast
2: and
3: the
0: Furious universe.
1: People fly.
2: Uh, I'm just saying. Let's
0: so see. one of Kirsten's favorite humans, Kevin Smith, has a new movie, and he's going to do the Kevin Smith thing and tour it through a bunch of little indie theaters. And he's coming to Vancouver. You said at the Rio, of course. What? Why, of course.
1: So the Rio theater in Vancouver uh, a couple years ago was being threatened to be closed mm-hmm. down. Like it was like this huge news story. They like ran out of funds. Whatever, and Kevin Smith, who uh, went to film school and then dropped out in Vancouver Film School, uh, spent spent a lot of time here, and so he oh. likes the Rio and uh, the Rio, the Rio Rio Rio, 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 Rio. Thank you. I don't know. I'm trying to say it all in Spanish. The Rio.
3: No, yeah, you just roll your R.
1: Rio, Rio. Rio. He likes the Rio, and. Um, And uh, anyway, when it was going under, whatever, Kevin Smith got word of this. And he was like, I'm fucking coming there and I'm going to do a talk and I'm going to donate some money and I'm going to help save the theater. And that is so cool. In fact, this is his only Canadian date uh, in Vancouver. And so the movie that he's screening is the new Jay and Silent Bob movie. Oh,
0: I didn't realize that. Oh,
1: whoa, that's so cool. So he's he's taking the Jay and Silent Bob Movie on the road. He's going to a bunch of different theaters in the states, and the only one in Canada is in Vancouver. And it's him oh. um, and uh, and Jason Muse. That is
0: so cool. And so,
1: I've already bought tickets. This will um, be on
0: Monday, December second. Is that correct? It's
1: on the first and second because it's oh, okay. also they sold out the first date, and then they added another time, and then they added add another date. Incredible. Um, so we're gonna get to watch the movie with. Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, which is Come so cool.
0: Come on, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: and then after there'll be like a Q&A and, and all that. So yeah.
0: That's really cool. I didn't know. Thank you for that backstory. Mm-hmm. I watched some of his stuff on YouTube. The
2: What's that show he has? Fat Man on Batman.
1: He's got a couple, but yeah, Fat yeah. Man on Batman is one of them. I
2: find it
3: entertaining. He's I listen Batman to Hollywood Batman. Babylon quite a bit.
2: Yeah, that's, that's Ralph, that's with
1: really Ralph Garman, who's yeah. hilarious and also an amazing impressionist. Maybe yeah. it's just cuz
2: we're geeks and we talk about geeky stuff, but it seems like Kevin Smith is he's pretty hot right now.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely in a moment. Yeah. Cuz I mean,
2: maybe 3 or 4 years ago, whatever. He may know. have been in a bit of a lull, yeah, certainly. Yeah. But
0: honestly, the 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 um the Stan Lee thing, um that was uh, you know, and his reaction to that, that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, he just seems to be on the ascendant uh for a bit now and it's sort of it's really, uh, he's really there in his the And I love that now.
3: because I love what Kevin Smith is all about in terms of like positivity. And when he watches movies and when he reviews movies, yeah. like when he gets excited about, you know, I he's probably one of the only guys that I know living that gets more excited about these Marvel movies than I yeah, do. Yeah. Right? Because, and then when he, when he, talks about them he talks about his enthusiasm of that magic of going to the theater and mm-hmm. I love that about him because he's so passionate not just about movie making but about you know movie viewing and movie experiencing and he's 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 one of the first people to say like you know if they ever came to me and asked me to do a Marvel movie I'd almost be like fuck that I'm not going to do it because you know I don't I, I like enjoying these movies I don't want to kind of be a part of that that's incredible because you know, mm-hmm. he's a fan what he's a guy fan.
1: Yeah, yeah and he's he's just a he's just a genuine person too, which I really like about him. Like he's he's just so nice and so kind and so um giving to his fan community as well. Like he um he's just a nice person. And I think maybe the other reason why um he's kind of having this moment right now as well is because he was filming that special and then he had his heart attack, right? Right. And so that was huge news uh, about him doing the special and then having a heart attack and then coming up and losing a bunch of weight and going vegan and like and now he's even like if you thought kevin smith was like gushy before because he gets really emotional and like i said like he's just a genuine person so cute to see now after his heart attack it's like (laughs) it's like sevenfold because like he's just so thankful and grateful to be alive and have survived this heart attack and he's still here on this planet he appreciates his life exponentially i love it Yeah,
2: well, I was going to reiterate that, how he's a nice person, and humble. Humble was the... That's
0: Mm -hmm. a good word. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: The adjective I would have...
1: So I'm excited. I'm going December 2nd, whatever that Monday is. I've already bought my ticket, so...
0: To the Rio!
2: Yep.
1: I don't think
0: I've ever been
2: there.
1: Rio.
0: Kirsten, are you also excited? to some other place that you're going, oh,
1: yeah, going somewhere. later this year a million vacations yes finally i can talk about it so
0: where aren't you going
1: uh, that's, that's what we should be talking about where am i not visiting um i'm gonna go to galaxy's edge Woo! i'm so excited um i've actually been going to galaxy's edge this entire year i bought tickets in january and so when our listener mary sent in that email and she was like i'm going in october and i can review it for you i was like I just, want to tell, I just want to say that I'm going. But uh, my brother listens to this podcast and uh, it was part of his birthday present that we were going to go to Galaxy's Edge. So I had to hold it inside of me.
0: For months, no! you did a good job.
1: But the news, the, the shitty news, about, have you guys heard this? So there's Galaxy's Edge has two signature rides, right? You got the, the Millennium Falcon one and then the other one, which is Rise of the Resistance. And this ride is supposed to be like an amazing experience. Like it's not just like you get in a roller coaster and you do a ride. Um, it's supposed to be like surpassing whatever you could think that a ride would be. Like I've heard that it has like three or four different um, levels to it. Like part oh, of the ride is like when that's you cool. like I I I, I didn't I don't know too much about it because I don't want spoilers. Sure. But I've read a little bit about it now uh, because. Well, let me tell you. So you apparently come to the ride, and then you're like waiting in line. And I've heard that like resistance, um, people come to you and they split your group up. They're oh like, "Come God, with us, so rebel!" Cool. Like we know you're rebels or something. And so like you get split up <gasps> at the beginning of the ride, and then um, you get put on a trackless roller coaster. So this is where the the trouble is coming in. Oh, wow. So um, you know the 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 cool thing about that is, of course, if you're on a roller coaster normally. You can see the track, and you can see where it's going, and so you can look in front of you and be like, "Yep, we're gonna turn left up here." <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so Disney's trying to do a trackless roller coaster, so you don't know where you are, and it's all built in this hangar, like it's like a resistance hangar with sure. all like the ships and the X wings and Y wings. Oh, that's so cool! Um, anyway, and then there's like a second part where you like get off get off the cart, and then you go up an elevator. Anyway, it's, like, it's supposed to be a crazy ride. Wow. The thing is, it's not gonna be fucking open when we're there. Oh. <laughs> Because, uh, so Disney originally said that uh, Galaxy's Edge in California uh, was opening May 31st, and they only opened it with the Falcon ride, and everybody's been waiting for Rise of the Resistance to open, and surely it should be open six months later when I'm there at the end of October, <laughs> but no, and the the thought is that Disney hasn't officially said anything, but the thought is what's happened is um, the trackless roller coaster? There's something, they're doing it with like R- RFI technology. RFID? RFID okay. technology. And they're thinking that something went wrong on the way that they installed it in the floors and it's not working.
0: Let me bird's eye RFID. It stands for radio frequency identification and it's usually. There's two pieces to it. There's a transmitter and the receiver. The transmitter is low to no power, but when it touches against the receiver, then information passes back and forth, and you can Id- individually identify people with it, and it could probably enhance your experience. Like, if you ever given a badge or something and given a personalized experience? That's pretty cool.
1: So like, it's really cool technology that they're putting in. Like, I'm really interested to see what this ride is going to end up like, because Disney's always been great at their imagineering of like how rides work, right? Um, anyway, the, the the rumor is there's something wrong with that technology, so they actually have to rip up the floor oh. and put it back in. And the reason why that's the rumor is because Galaxy's Edge in Florida, this particular ride is opening December 3rd, I think, oh. which is before California, which has had like a, a six-month start. And so they th- they wow. think that it's because they're not as far ahead in the build, that they can fix it and they don't have to rip up the floors, whereas in California, they have to rip up the floors and put them back in.
0: Dang it. Hmm. You think you're ahead of the game.
1: So anyway, I'm still excited to go to Galaxy's Edge and fuck, I'm not getting Circle Coke bottles. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Fuck your Circle Coke bottles um and i'm I'm sad that this ride isn't going to be open um but i'm really excited to see the rest of the experience
2: yeah what what is going to be there besides these signature rides
0: why would art aronson want to go to galaxy's edge because you're going to star wars you're yeah. going to the universe it's disney they're going to do this right
1: yeah i like because i'm going to walk in and i'm going to feel like i'm on, uh, in a star wars movie like i'm going to feel like I'm on the set. And she's and, going to cry. And I'm going to cry. It's like, yeah, when I went to... Like a lot. Harry Potter Land. And I couldn't even look at Harry Potter Land because I was just crying. Every single
0: photo she was crying
2: it was adorable. <laughs> Is Harry Potter Land in Orlando too?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's actually bigger. That's next on my list right. that I want to go there. Um, but it's just that experience of um, like immersing yourself in that movie or that world that you love and there's gonna be like rebels walking around like the cast members are all you know dressed up like rebels and stormtroopers and like i i don't know it's just like being in the environment or whatever that you love
2: yeah that's fair i mean i'm pretty nerdy for star wars and mcu and stuff but i don't just know. never been to theme parks i so. just don't know if i'd ever go to a theme park I still you don't know get
1: that. like i love rides yeah like, i love rides i love theme parks it's I, not true like,
2: i've been to great america what is that? I don't, mm. know. I don't even know if it's still open. <laughs> it was it San Jose, but was it
0: themed after anything, or was it just like America. just called Great America? <laughs> See, that's the thing. Are you are you are really deep into this MCU and a lot of other fandoms. Yeah. That I think you getting into one of these experiences and just like opening your mind to how else you can enjoy it. Yeah. So long as you can, yeah, just like unplug a little bit of the rationale circuit boards. From your brain, I think would be the perfect thing for you. Yeah, I remember one ride
2: I went on. It was like Jurassic Park or some sort of Jurassic something. And I'm it sitting have in my Jurassic
1: seat. Park at America World. It was so maybe like <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't it was a Jurassic. It was Jurassic Park. I think it was. I think it was. And I remember just sitting in like a theater Did, seat, you mean and, you and it was just it? like up down. I'm like, um, okay, this is happening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was young. I had motion sickness when I was younger too. Are am sure you weren't like at an
1: IMAX movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe that's an what. Actual screening of Jurassic Park. Actual screening
2: of jurassic Park. You just look up Great America.
0: Well, yeah, and like, yeah. Cause like Jurassic Park is licensed to the Universal property, so I was just, I just, I just searched Great America dinosaur ride, but I haven't found anything yet. So.
2: No, it wasn't like a ride. It was like I remember I was in a theater. Oh, and okay. it felt like I was on a ride, though. You know, it you're sounds in like you were in an
1: IMAX movie. It's it's might like what, <laughs> it might have been you what it was. You just
3: what, got D <laughs> to Jurassic World.
1: <laughs> it was like six months ago. Yes.
2: <laughs> Great America exists. Believe it, we, we guys. Believe you are. We believe. Okay. You are. okay. Anyway, that's the only like amusement park that I've ever been to. So
1: uh, I'm excited. Galaxy's Edge, it looks amazing. Um, I'm sad because this second ride is not open, and it, literally everything else is going to cost money. I'm going to go do the lightsaber experience, which is like this crazy fucking thing they have. But that
3: costs extra money? It's
1: $200. Oh my god. Do you get a lightsaber? You get a lightsaber. Okay, that's good. I right, get it. a lightsaber. Um, and it's, Bring that through that's customs. why it's $200, Okay. because it's like a, um, oh, that's a good point. Anyway, uh, because it's... Uh, it's like a um, souvenir. At okay, the end. sure. But like apparently, like everyone that's done it, at least there are all the press people that have done it have said that it is like a religious experience. Nice. If you are a Star Wars fan, nice. because you go in and like you pick your hilt and you pick your kyber crystal oh, and you pick your everything, that is so and there's wow. you, like there's all the so it's different. It's like a build-a-bear
3: like, for lightsabers. <laughs> it is exactly a build-a-bear
1: Hilarious. for lightsabers. <laughs> Um, and those things
0: are about 100 bucks if you get yeah. them decked out. Are so it's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. They so can expensive. be.
1: Yeah. So, it's, I'm, so it's exactly like that. Awesome. But it's supposed to be an amazing experience. Yeah, it's 200 American dollars. Oh, you can damn. bring someone to watch you. Hilarious. But uh, yeah, it it's really fucking expensive, but I'm going to do it.
2: So they're not giving you those plastic ones that they used I've to I've <laughs>
1: heard that it might be a plastic one. So I've heard. That do you he remember those plastic ones? Actual...
2: That like... <laughs> Why not, Brian?
1: For two hundred dollars.
2: I'm in Star Wars land. Uh, but do you remember those plastic ones that uh, I that uh, people always used to use at Halloween? Those plastic lights. Yeah, yeah. my kids have them. Oh, have those? those? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they light up. Oh, yeah. We're cool. And they I have like, like the segmented things so when yeah. you whip yeah. it, they, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. segmented. Yeah, segmented
3: plastic. They're not Mart. allowed to, so I, they have those at home, but they're not allowed to sword fight with those ones because you can still get hurt with those because they're like yeah, hard yeah. plastic. Yeah. yeah. So I've had like, I know it was last summer I had um, um, some of my sons. Older son's friends, I think like six people came over to my house. And so I went to Canadian Tire that morning and bought like a bunch of pool noodles and uh, sawed them in half. Awesome. And got them to like put that's the duct awesome. tape on for handles. And then we had a battle royale out in the, in the backyard. See, that's great. That's really cool of you. Yeah. That's creative. Do we have
0: anything else we're going to talk about?
3: Yeah, I want to review and recommend Dora.
0: Oh, right. Thank you. Dora the Explorer. Sorry. I took my family to
3: see that on Monday.
0: How was that?
3: It was funny because... So we went just sort of on a whim because the kids were talking about, oh, we want to see the Dora movie this weekend. We couldn't see it this weekend. So we went on Monday. And uh, me and you know my wife were just like, okay, whatever. We'll watch this movie. Sit through it. And I think we laughed more and louder than our kids.
0: <laughs> awesome. Because
3: it was fucking hilarious. It was... It was it was better than I thought it was. And then I went on to like Rotten Tomatoes because the last movie you saw was Hobbs and Shaw. You're like, this movie's smarter than Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> no, because I enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw. I can suspend my disbelief. <laughs> Mr. Great America. Um, oh, jeez. No, so I, uh, I, and then I went on Rotten Tomatoes afterwards and I saw that it got like 82% or what? whatever. What? That's amazing. On Tomatoes. And it's just like one of those things that kind of flew in under the radar because it was just like, oh, everybody just thinks it's, uh, they're just cashing in on the door of the Explorer fandom or whatever. Um, but they actually, I thought they did a pretty damn decent job with it. And any
0: well made children's property they know the parents have to go, so they have to apply some of this to the parents. Yeah, and if they and, do it
3: well, that's great. And I mean, Dora the Explorer wasn't a thing when I was a kid. It was a thing when I was like maybe late into my teens, early 20s. I used to babysit my cousins a lot right. and stuff. Um, so I knew of Dora the Explorer. Um, but, but yeah, watching it and just seeing how... How meta it is! I love that. That's you great. Know, That's great. It's like the scene. There was a scene in the trailer. They shoot showed it in the trailer. I I kind of saw it after the fact, but when they showed it in the theaters, where like, they a young Dora and Diego are sitting down eating dinner, and they're like delicioso. And Dora looks at the camera saying, "Can you say delicioso?" <laughs> and the parents just look at her, and then they look around the room, and she's <laughs> like, "What the hell just happened there?" She'll and grow then out the of that. Dad's like, she'll grow out of it. <laughs> Oh, uh, but it was it was really funny. Oh, I so did incredible. your kids
1: like Dora before? Like, how did they? Because I feel like that's like before their time. missed
3: them. Yeah. yeah. No, they uh, like well. Aiden watched a bit of Dora um, when he was a lot younger. Kian kind of missed Dora, like or in and around Aiden and Kian's times, they were very much more Yo Gabba Gabba fans. Like when it comes to Nickelodeon stuff, um, because there was music and stuff and all that. Um, but uh Aiden they they both know of Dora but i think maybe we knew more about Dora which Sounds is why like, we laughed a little bit that's more cool. mm-hmm. so um but yeah it was it kind of surprised me how good it actually was it was just like you can you can p- compare it to sort of like jumanji where it's one of those like in the jungle things and you laugh because certain you know things happen it pretty much is interchangeable with jumanji cuz hmm. probably the same shit's going to happen in jumanji <laughs> whereas, Sure. like Kind of fish out of water, like city people go to go into the jungle and hilarity ensues. Wow. But then you got all these other things that I'd never expected, like Benicio del Toro playing the voice of um Swiper. Really? Oh right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Read about that. That's then, hilarious. Uh, yeah. And then the the monkey has a part where he's being voiced by um Shoot uh machete. He was Oh so yeah, was... uh Danny Danny, Danny Trejo. Trejo. Yeah, Danny Trejo, yeah. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's awesome. But if you're uh <laughs> I I guess I would yeah, I guess I would recommend it just because of how surprised I was. That's what awesome. would you give it out of ten, No, oh, I don't give number reviews. <laughs> oh, <hey
2: then>. <laughs> <laughs> Those they go right back
3: and bite you in the ass. <laughs> we need to learn our lessons on uh, this, yeah. I think. Yeah. So how mad are, are you of yourself for giving bird box a six?
2: Uh pretty mad. But <laughs> uh, but but
3: you I, take a stand. I take a right? stand. I'm not on the fence like some other people. I would here. argue that <laughs> some other people. I would argue that list. number number reviews are kind of sitting on the fence. What? Yeah. Because like well, I went back to that episode. I was listening back to that episode where we were giving number reviews to Black Panther and Bird Box. And then <laughs> earlier in that episode, Kirsten was uh was like explaining what the rating system is like and it, like a six is yeah, I'll see it. Seven is check it out i remember that it was so it is funny it's like, pretty good and her voice kept getting higher and the inflection kind of kept changing it was like that seems more like sitting on the fence rather than watch it don't watch it
1: i think there's a medium though like hobbs and shaw that can be our medium that's like you can watch it and you'll enjoy it but it's a shit movie that's I just like think, the medium we right. can rate things yeah. now from also- hobbs and shaw to bird box to end. Oh,
0: great. We're going to rate movies with other movies now. Oh, yeah,
2: boy. Right.
1: Well, now we can have a barometer. Is that oh, better
3: than man. that? Because there was it's the other Hobbs episode where we were like, would it's you watch this or would you
2: watch Bird Box? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you that movie I saw last night was a
3: real Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think that oh. one was more. Oh, and then, yeah, like the, the Dora movie, it's kind of like pulling a Homer. It was like, I think I pulled a Dora. <laughs>
2: <laughs> where it's oh, like you're God. successful
3: despite the fact that everyone was rooting for you to fail. I don't know. It's fun to put numbers on things. Come
2: on, guys. Solid six. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Kirsten <laughs> uh, James, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, one, one other oh, thing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mindhunter. So now you're prepared. I'm going to ask you this question. Be ready. Yes, Art? Uh, Mindhunter is
2: coming to Netflix tomorrow. Oh, Oh, that's tomorrow, hey? Yeah. Nice. So season two, Friday, yeah. So by the time this comes out, um, probably it'll be out there. So. Go watch Mindhunter. The man.
3: other mini re- uh, review and recommendations is that uh, I've started watching uh, Glow season three gorgeous ladies of wrestling it's pretty good
2: and is there 13 episodes i heard glow yeah oh i that. never checked but yeah. they're only half hour episodes now. okay okay it's like it's okay. it's a pretty easy watch yeah allison allison breeze great yeah
0: kirsten james where can we find you on the internet
1: i'm at kirsten james that's not true but
2: <laughs> art aronson at Art Aronson on all social media platforms. Uh, between the Stammers, uh, on hiatus right now. Back soon for training camp. Though. I'm
0: going to write your extra for you and give it to you. And if you don't read it, I'm just going to read it.
1: Brian. Yeah, but mine is confusing. Like, here, this is what happened if I would actually do it. I'd be like, you can find me at Kirsten James underscore on Twitter. <laughs> on Instagram, you can find me at Kirsten dot James. Uh, on what else? On Facebook, you can look for Kirsten James, but my actual name is uh, facebookcom slash Harris because that's my old name. That was great though. I
0: love that. That was awesome.
3: <laughs> uh, we need your social security. <laughs> can we can we just record that and yeah. then just, place we'll just it play it in back there. each yeah.
0: time? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Brian uh, Boytano nine one three on Twitter and Instagram and DJ Boytano on Facebook. And wow, this is the shortest fucking pod we've ever done.
0: It definitely is. And yeah, you know what? I'll I'll try and think of some different way to to extro out. Some different thing than than where can we find you on the
1: internet? And Like, it's only me that is not cool and doesn't have a, a fun name like Brian Boitano. Or I
3: wouldn't say that's fun. I've are, tolerated it.
1: Or Webmeister Bud. Oh, dear. Or Paul P-O-L. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're great. I princess. have to have underscores and periods in my usernames. And it makes it difficult.
2: Oh, the hardships.
1: I feel like the I am the only need one in this room for... that gets a period. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 dude! oh, Dude, seriously. Oh, my God. Hey, we should do something for Jenny's podcast now. There you go. There you go. Period Posse. She
3: doesn't have a promo, too. Oh. And i was saying. Oh. So instead of let's hear from another member of the the, the Zones <laughs> podcast family, just listen to Jenny West's other podcast, The Rag, The Period Posse podcast. There you go. You can find it at thezone.fm slash podcast.
0: That was awesome. I'm with Mr. Button on socials. This has been the Geek Out Podcast. Love you all. Bye.
2: The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are
1: pretty stupid.
2: I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit the zone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a Zoner. Less is more, guys. Less is more. Yeah, it doesn't have to be an app.